0: What's up and welcome to this week's episode of the 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast. This week, we are talking about supply chain, which like, oh, it's so sexy. And closing out the end of the year on a high note in regards to your retail and service sales. So look, this episode is going to be one that I know I enjoy creating for you because I'm listening to you. I'm talking to you in the DMs and these are real problems that you're having in your salons. And I hope that it's one that you love listening to. Please know that you will have actionable 10 minute beauty business tips throughout this episode. So that will be stuff you can do for your business in 10 minutes or less. So I know I've kind of gotten away from giving you a 10 minute beauty business tip because I think that the whole episode is generally filled with multiples, but this one is going to be really actionable and take notes. Put me on pause and say, okay, I'm going to listen to this when I can put pen and paper together because look, the end of the year is upon us. I want you to be as profitable as possible through the end of the year, right? So we've got all of November, all of December, and a little bit of October if you're listening to this when it was released. So the thing about it is that's all in your control right? But you can't possibly sell something that you don't have due to lack of preparation and lack of awareness of what's going on. And I am the first person to tell you, I don't watch the news. I don't want to know what's on the news, frankly. Like it bums me out. I just want to live in a bubble over here on Rainbow 567. And that would be my preferred way to live. Now that's not responsible and that's not entirely what I do because hello, you got to know what's going on. And our clients certainly fill us in on the news, um, which is totally through a filter of their perception. But I do try to stay up and up and I really pay attention to business and economics because those are things I love. Those are things that fuel me up and that make me excited or concerned or make me have to think a little bit hard about strategy, a little bit harder, I should say. And so those are things that I also know that you don't like to do sometimes. Like not everybody that listens to the podcast is all about that or wants to read articles on what's going on economically and what is going on in the business world. So I nerd out on that for you so you don't have to, right? You can outsource that bit of business ownership, business education to this girl. So, what are we gonna talk about today? Well, we're gonna talk about retail, we're gonna talk about your services, and we're gonna talk about what to do in order to like up your cash flow, your revenue. I know that you loved the ad on episode a couple of episodes ago because it was really actionable and you could just go for it based on like whichever one struck your fancy. So I'm going to give you some more kind of things like that regarding your services and not necessarily add-ons, but different things that you could have on hand to sell in your salons, in your beauty businesses. And also just let's talk about this supply chain issue and what's going on. So that's what you're in for. Also, let me know if you are interested in this kind of timely business conversation. So, I know it's not the sexiest and I also recognize that like my peers in the podcasting space are not talking about this kind of stuff. And so, if it's because you don't like it, I would like to know that. And if you're like, no, they're not talking about it cuz that's just like not their wheelhouse, that's okay too and that's fine cuz it's mine. But I also want to keep you engaged and I want to make this podcast is about you and your beauty business. And so, I'm sharing things that matter to me and I hope that they matter to you as well. But if they don't, I I, w- I would appreciate your feedback. I would love a review and I am all ears and all eyes if you send me a DM and say, hey Lexi, I'm from the podcast because I want to know who you are so that I can hang out with you online as well and share the love back and tell you how much I love you for listening to the podcast. I got inspiration to bring this topic to the podcast because I had to take my car in for an oil change. And frankly, that is the worst thing in the whole wide world that when I see that on my calendar, I am so bummed. But... I don't know why. I think it's just because it's annoying. Like you have to go do something and then they take your car away and that takes away freedom. And for me, that is my definition of success. And so I don't know. It just bug bums me out. Okay. So I was waiting for my Uber, which it's nice that they give you an Uber. So to take me back to the salon and I was standing in the car lot and I just like, I mean, frankly, I stare at my phone a lot when I'm not with people. And so I was standing there and I was waiting for my, my Uber and I looked up and I went, there are no cars on this car lot. Like literally none. And then I looked across the street and there were even less. Like that one is a huge, huge, huge Toyota dealership. And there were, I think, two Jeeps and maybe like some little car, but I don't think it was a Toyota. Obviously, they're were used. And I thought, what in the whole wide world? Like that is the biggest parking lot ever. It is enormous and it's normally stocked to the gills. And I'd been hearing and like reading things about this chip shortage. And I helped my aunt buy a car, I don't know, a couple months ago. And they and Anyways, it was all this chip, chip, chip nonsense. And I was like, is that even real? Are they like inking her chain? And so, because I thought they were taking advantage of her. (laughs) So I like did some research and know that it's like this chip thing is, is very real. We can't get these chips to make the cars like they're making cars. If you don't know this, they're making cars literally that can't turn on because they don't have this chip, the microchip that comes from somewhere overseas. And also, we have fridge drawers in our house that blew up. We had a power surge or outage or something literally last year in 2020. And our fridge drawers blew up and so they need a new motherboard chip and that is also part of this dilemma. And so now we have like this really expensive ice chest in our kitchen that doesn't work, right? Like it needs ice in it in order to work. So anyways, what I'm telling you is that like that made my eyes go, whoa, what the heck is going on? And then, but I thought like, well, it's just the cars. It's just the cars, obviously, like in the chip. It's, it's it's all connected to this chip, obviously. And then I live in Southern California and we just drove to LA and as we were coming home, I was watching some stuff and like looking out into the port. We were coming home from LA and so you can see the port there in LA and in Long Beach on depending on which freeway you're on. And I was looking out and I thought, oh my gosh, like, that's weird. There's just like boats kind of sitting around. And and I had seen that on the news too. So I'm like, all right, yeah, kind of. I know like what, it, what they're saying, like, that's all the Christmas toys. And I'm like, all right, still doesn't affect me. Like, whatever. And then I saw an Instagram post from a rather large hair distributor, um, hair color distributor, and they were like, It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Like, the stuff is stuck on the boats. The stuff is stuck because there's a labor shortage. There's this, like, your color is coming to, you know, a Cosmoprof or a salon centric near you soon, but it's not our fault. Like, don't shoot the messenger kind of a deal. And I thought, okay, that's like, that's rather aggressive. That they have to to say that, right? And I've been to the beauty supply, although I don't go very often because mostly I do everything via, like, ordering. But I've been in there a couple times and, like, there's no gloves again. There's just, like, little tiny – since it's all red flags, they're trending right now. Little tiny red flags everywhere that's, like, something's up, right? And, and that's fair enough to see. Like, Josh told me that on some of the jobs that he's been on lately that they have to – return some part because the other part didn't come. And so now they can't use it. So they have to find like a whole new replacement or, or think, I don't know. He's an inspector. So I don't, I don't know what these parts are. But um and and another client said they had to change from half inch straps to three quarter inch and that like almost doubled the price, right? For something that they use in packing their what they manufacture. And so just like all these little stories. And I'm like, all right, kinda of, whatever. Like it's not really affecting us. And like the color thing was weird because I have plenty of color and like our stores are pretty stocked. And so I'm thinking like, all right, right, right. And then it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and I love to go to Nordstrom's on my birthday and I like to have lunch. I like to do this all by myself. And I went into Nordstrom's and I'm like, there is nothing in this store. And I've seen that, right, like over the last year. And I don't, I don't go physically to a lot of places, but Nordstrom's is somewhere that I like to go because I like to have lunch at the cafe. <laughs> and that's a totally indulgent Lexi-like That's a Lexi Day kind of thing. And so as I'm strolling, I'm like, dang, that's crazy. And they've taken the entire shoe section, which at Fashion Valley here in San Diego is big and downstairs, and they have condensed it to what used to be like four sections down into two. Like literally it's condensed down to, into two, which makes me at first I had a thought. You guys would love to be in my brain. You'd be bouncing all over the place like the crazy person that I am. That My first thought was like, oh, this is like condensing because at Nordstrom their shopper has changed, right? Like now everything is kind of more expensive and 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 people are spending more money. And so like the Chloe shoes and the Steve Madden shoes really speak to the same target customer. That was my first thought. As it was coming down the escalator and I was like, oh, this is different, right? I'm thinking like, okay, yes, like you can buy a pair of Tory Birch sandals and you could buy a pair of rainbow sandals and that's the same target customer, right? So maybe they did it out of convenience, right? Like that that we're all equal now because it used to be that at the front door were like the really expensive like Prada, Chloe, like name brand, like that kind of stuff. And then as you walk towards the men's section, it got to like, you know, the Adidas, Steve Madden, Doc Martin, the more like whatever, younger kind of demographic, and also less expensive. Okay. So I'm like, all right, that was my first thought. Then I turn and I'm like, but what did they put there? Okay. They have like a Christmas section. Now, to me, that's bizarre for Nordstrom's to have an entire Christmas section. Mind you, My birthday's on October 16th, so it's a little early. It was not full or fully set up. I I was kind of was like, okay, Nordstrom's like you're sending it in because normally if they were going to do something like this, they would put like, you know, like when it's anniversary sale, and this is all like my consumer notes that I'm taking in my head. They would put up kind of like curtains so you can't see what they're doing, so it draws a lure, and like they're not doing that. It just looks kind of like, I don't know, like janky personally. And they've got these big green things going up and it's going to hold stuff. And like, yeah, it looks like they have some nice Christmas things. And then in another section where they used to have more clothes, they have like ventured into home stuff, which granted follows the trend, right? Because 2020, we were at home. Now they have a whole lot more of this home stuff. And then they have this Christmas thing going on, which looks like they're going to sell Christmas trees and potentially like decor for Christmas, which Hey, like more power to them. Like if if Nordstrom wants to sell that, then they go right ahead. But my thought is that they don't have enough shoes, right? Back to the shoe thing and why they've condensed because there's manufacturing issues, there's labor issues, there's all of these things. All right, fine. So I'm taking all of this in and I'm like, that's weird. But also like, I kind of like that they have this home stuff because if you are a Nordstrom shopper, you trust Nordstrom's, like you like what they have. Fine, 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 fine. And the home section was very tiny before at this particular Nordstrom. So I'm like, all right, fine. I can deal with that. I'm not like too alarmed yet. Okay, then I'm I'm in the jewelry section now. And so I'm looking and it was a very uneventful birthday shopping. I will tell you that I generally am like, oh yeah, like just go look and see what you find. And, and you know, I, I give myself a l- little budget and I was like struggling to buy something because they just don't have much. I also realized that you guys are going to be like, whoa, she's crazy. That there were things from anniversary sale from last year. So from 2020 that, and the reason I remember is because my, The gal that helps me sometimes in the athletic department, she was like, "Don't buy that. That's not like a good quality Zella sweatshirt. Um, They just made that like super cheap for the sale." And I'm like, "Oh, thank you so much for telling me." And I didn't really like it, anyways. I was just looking at it, but you know, everyone needs a $75 overpriced sweatshirt, obviously. Um, So (laughs) I did not buy it. And when I was there just last week. I'm recording this a little early. I noticed that they have the same sweatshirt in different colorways, meaning that they're cutting their cost in production. And some of the colorways were the same. I think, I don't really remember. I don't have like a Rolodex of the anniversary catalog in my brain, but I think that some of them were the same, which I, which to me, and I haven't been to an Nordstrom rack, but I'm thinking that maybe they didn't send to the rack and they kept it so that they would have inventory for the store. It's just mind-blowing to me. Okay, so I'm back in the jewelry section. So all of these things are little red flags, like there's something going on. Nordstrom has more money than probably most retail stores. I mean, like they are in, in that luxury end. Like they're very successful and they speak to a, a moderate luxury customer, right? Like it's a little more elevated than Macy's, but it's not Saks. And does Saks even exist anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's not even Marcus. It's not any of those. I don't think sex exists. Anyways, so I'm in the jewelry section. I'm like, oh, these are really cute earrings. Okay, I love those. I used to have a ring like that that my dad had made for me when I was little. And it was so sweet. And I I love those earrings. They immediately made me think of that. So I go to check out and I see on the counter, it's like, come work with us. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I've never seen that at Nordstrom's. And then the woman proceeds to put my earrings that were like, $58, $58, I think, which is a splurge, but it was my birthday. It was in the, within the budget. Okay. And um, they, she put them in this little box that was not a Nordstrom box, nor the brand of the earring box. And I'm like, what is that? And then, and it's like silver and kind of like aggressively shiny, like a little bit like, well, that's not so like luxury feeling. And then whoever their poor buyer is like dying in their desk, if they hear this. Um, And then she proceeded to put it in the exact same bag that we use at the salon from Uline. And I noticed that she had to go over and go underneath a like curtained little area. They had the curtain there. And I'm like, that's a U line box that she just pulled the earring box and the big bag, which is not printed, not branded. And I'm like, what's up with the bag and the boxes? And like, you guys are hiring. And she's like, we can't get. Anyone. It is horrifying. And our bags are, and all of our merchandise and all of the containers and like packaging and all of that is stuck. It's all stuck on the ships or there's manufacturing delays or labor delays or whatever. We're getting told all these different stories and this is what we can get. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> then I'm like, all right, okay, caught my attention here. Now I'm paying attention. So I made a little list of all these things that I saw so I could tell you. Um, and I only went to one store. I'm not really like a gal that like gallops through the mall with loads and loads of time anymore. I used to be, but I just, I don't want to anymore. It's so weird. And so I'm like, all right, this is strange. So why am I telling you all of this long drawn out thing? And you're probably like, oh my gosh, why did I listen to this? Because the supply chain is affecting every industry. It's going to affect us in some way. And so I want you to be prepared as we close out the end of the year. Now I'm not an alarmist at all. I just want you to pay attention. If you start to see less color on the shelves, what are you going to do? If you start to not be able to replenish your retail supply, what are you going to do? Like These next few months are really important for us and our bottom line and profitability. If you don't have the things that you need to do your job, like your services, like providing retail, selling boutique items, what is your option, right? I just want you to have in place, and here's your first 10-minute beauty business tip, I want you to have in place a number that is what you need to get through the end of the year. Like what do you need in terms of inventory in your color? What do you need in terms of inventory on your retail? What do you need in terms of your boutique or like additional kind of like holiday gifty kind of things if you do that to get through the end of the year and hit your goals? What will you need? Call and ask them, whoever you buy those things from, how they're doing on supply. Call and ask them if they anticipate any supply chain issues. Be ahead of this and be pragmatic and thoughtful for your own self. If they say, Hey, we're, we're going to hit a, a block and we don't have any five zero zero. And all you do is root touch ups all day long. That's concerning. What are you going to do for backup? Because you're certainly not going to tell your client. You're not going to do her hair. So is there something that you can get domestically? Is there another brand that you can call? Is there a newer brand that perhaps doesn't have the like demand, right? That not yet. Or is there something that you like a smaller brand that you could support in the meantime? Is there something you've been wanting to try? I know for me, I, order quarterly on my color. And so I have plenty of color, but my backup plan is to use a really cool little kind of indie color brand that I've used their color. I've tested it. I really like it. And I'm thinking about switching out to it anyways, but I know that they have product in stock. It's here. I know it's not in, it's it's like in the, the United States, right? And so I am, I, that's my backup plan. And that's my backup plan for for the gals at my salon too, because not everybody can afford to buy a quarter's worth of color at one time. I understand that. And I didn't used to be able to. And it's just a matter of that. Now I plan for it in my business accordingly via using salon scale and knowing how much my color costs are after years and years and years of being behind the chair. But the thing is, is like, okay, that's your color. Now you have a backup plan on your color. Like what about gloves, foil? Like maybe should you buy two boxes when you go? Is that really going to break the bank? No. Are you going to use it in the in the future? Absolutely. And are you, is it going to really hurt you? No. So instead of buying one box of foil next time, maybe buy two. The last thing you want to do is have to go to Costco and buy the roll and like do it that way. You know, just think ahead about the things that you use. I asked on my Instagram stories about supply chain and if you guys were concerned and 80% of you said yes. And the other 20% was like, absolutely not. I'm not worried at all. And so I think that that is wonderful to not be worried. And I want, I'm not, Worried? Like I want to let you know that I am not worried. I am not concerned, but I am cautiously, I guess, cautiously concerned that I don't want to be in a lurch. I don't want this whole supply chain thing to affect me. I'm so over this pandemic affecting my business that I just want to be ahead of it. That's all. I. That's all I'm saying here. I'm not trying to be alarmist. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm not trying to like say the world is ending and like it's raining cats and dogs and like oh woe is me. No, 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 no. I'm just over this pandemic, messing with my life and my income and my profitability. And so I just am doing everything I can in order to change it. So look, the supply chain issue is what it is. Absolutely. But what can you do to make your personal situation better if it affects you? That's all I'm saying here. So with that being said, if you're talking about boutique items... How about something that's made in the United States? How about supporting a smaller business to get your product from them? Yes, maybe you'll pay a couple of cents or a couple of dollars more, but you'll have the product and you can still be profitable. So I, you know, in terms of boutique sales in the salon and little like holiday add-ons that we will have, we are definitely going to order... U.S. made, And besides that, that's just like cool to do and support smaller businesses. We are going to have our holiday bazaar again at the salon and I'm going to encourage all of our clients, part of my, my marketing messaging will be like to shop small because you don't really have another option. Come and shop small because we have stuff and these vendors are coming and they are fantastic and providing these great handmade, in some cases, gifts. And also, why wouldn't you want to just support a small business and not worry about shipping times and delays and things like that. Now, when it comes to shipping times and delays, call and ask. I mean, they can tell you. I don't think most people will lie at this point. I don't think they're going to be like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I think you need, you know, they'll say like, hey, we're expected around this. And of course it might change. But in terms of shipping and all of that, be prepared that it might take a whole lot longer than you think. One of my clients just ordered all of her kids' Christmas gifts or grandkids Christmas gifts and they live across like across the country uh, a couple of different locations and she was telling me that you know she's ordering from the biggie from the Amazon monster and some of them won't even be delivered until December 17th and she ordered them probably at the beginning of October. So just know that like there are delays and for whatever reason we're seeing it, right? Some people may be using it as an excuse to just be lazy, but I think frankly businesses are struggling to have people that work have the right kind of... One of my clients, like she just wants to ship what she manufactures and she had to buy that extra like half an inch or quarter inch of strap in order to be able to send her stuff. And that was a delay, right? Because they didn't have it in stock. Nobody called her back, da, 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 And then she's like, well, now we can't ship this because we don't have any straps. And so it took a couple of extra days to get the other strap. Plus it was more expensive, which brings me to another point of being really smart and profitable. And here's your other 10 minute beauty business tip today about like how you price your items this holiday. So services as well, like if you're doing add-ons, make sure you're charging enough, right? And your regular services, this is the time where I think you should definitely be looking at everything and being really smart about what goes in and what goes out into your business banking, right? Like if you're doing a service, make sure you charge for it. Um, I don't know that this is the time that I would suggest like, hey, you need to have a price increase right Now, but if you need to in order to be profitable, then you need to do that whatever day that happens, right? Like (laughs) the present is the time to act in terms of profitability. And then additionally, like think about your top sellers and can you add 25 cents? Like, did they already go up and then you're going to add an additional 25 cents on there? That might not be the wisest. But if you have a top seller that just like flies off the shelves and you're going to, or let's say there's a promo, a manufacturer promo that you're adopting and you're going to put on your shelves as well, can you add a dollar and is it still a savings to your client? Yes. Okay. Great. That adds to your profitability. That adds to your bottom line. So keep in mind that the average American spends between $244 to $313 on cosmetics every month. And that's men and women. And around 61% of all beauty buyers, they follow the brand or they follow like where they buy the the cosmetics, which includes personal care items, hair care, makeup, etc. All stuff that we sell in the salon. They follow those things on social media. And so your social media engagement and your presentation, this is a great place to continue that conversation. And I know I've done lots of episodes on that. We had reels that we talked about last week. And in between, we're always dropping social media because it's part of the three-part promo series. And it really helps to engage your buyer in terms of their retail spend and to make sure they do it with you. So make sure that you're you're doing that and when I learned that stat between $244 to 313 a month a month and that's on products that doesn't that's not on services that made me think okay everybody's retail numbers could come up because they're buying it somewhere and they should be buying it from us because we are their beauty pros so think about that when you're putting things together when you're setting your goals for yourself on services on on retail on add-ons on little boutique kind of holiday grab and go items like think about all of that and And of course, like when you're looking at your orders, like what am I going to order for the rest of the year? Maybe you can be like slightly more aggressive, you know? And maybe slightly more aggressive means buying that extra box of foil or maybe it's really aggressive like I am and just order my color quarterly. But the one thing that I would say is when you're setting these goals or you're looking at like what, how much should I order? Because I don't want you to be a hoarder at all, but I don't want you to miss profitability because you have to spend money to make money, right? Like that's part of the deal. You know that just as it is with, you know, buying product and selling product, buying color, using color, selling a service, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you to order based on last year's numbers and 2019. So come up with an average, right? Between 2020 holiday and 2019 holiday and figure out what your numbers were then. And I would say you know if you have a plan in place to sell more retail to do more services you've raised your prices things like this like you can you can elevate your goal right like give yourself 5% give yourself a dollar amount give yourself 10% i don't know like how aggressive you are in your goals but make make sure you You look at your metrics from the last two years in holiday, in quarter four, in October, November, December, or just in November and December, whatever, whatever works for you. But just look at those numbers and make sure you don't set yourself up to order too much and then be stuck with it at the end either, just because you're like, oh my gosh, well give me $3,000 worth of that. And it's like, well, have you ever sold $3,000 worth of that? You know, like don't do that. Don't do that. If you've only ever sold $1,000 worth of retail in November and December, well, then probably you could order, you know, $1,000 or 1200 if you want to go up a little bit, something like that. So be responsible, but also think about what are your goals and can you meet your goals? And what I would say is just check in with your distributors and where you're buying from often to know how they're doing on supply levels like don't leave it up to chance that you're going to call and go hey i want to order five more of those curling irons and they're like yeah don't have those girlfriend like those are long gone so when you place your initial orders which should be happening i think right around now ask how many they have in hand. Like what do you have in stock and when do you expect your next delivery? So these are the things I want you to be thinking about as you move forward because the amount of money that is made in quarter four across retail and and service businesses in the United States is immense. And our slice of the pie is about 42% of the cosmetics industry. So that's like, you know, really, really a lot of, that's a lot. Because let me tell you this part, why it's so much. And I wish I was really good at math, but you all know that's not the case here. So approximately $49.2 billion is generated by cosmetics and beauty sales in the United States each year. And I would say, this is my personal guess, in salons, most of that happens in quarter four. Most of that happens in quarter four. And to say that that that's 42% happens, you know, based on beauty products in the salon, that's crazy. That's crazy, crazy, crazy that it's coming from the cosmetics industry, which is hair care and skincare. So just keep all those stats in mind. And that's a big number. And like you deserve your slice of the pie as a beauty professional. I just want you to be profitable as you get it. So here's your to-do list. I want you to look at your numbers from 2019 and from 2020 sales and retail and set it a goal for yourself, right? If you did the quarter 4 planning workshops, you've already got this dialed in. If you didn't, it's not too late. You still need to get a piece of the pie in terms of retail sales and services in the salon and growth, right? That all leads to profitability. So, I have some exciting news that I have yet to share, but this will be the first official word on the street here is that my newest course, which is called The Profit Project Retail Edition, will be available for pre-sale in the next few weeks and days. So keep an eye out for that because I'm walking you through how to sell retail to the best of your ability in the salon. And that is including boutique items. So keep an eye peeled for that. But even if, if that's not something that you're interested in and you're just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wing it through this year. I'm gonna do the things that I know work in my salon then just get a plan in place and and look at those numbers and and make your goals based on 2019, 2020 averages. I want you to think about grabbing a little bit of extra stock that won't break the bank, but mostly I want you to talk to your distributors and figure out what's ahead of us for you specifically because we're all around the country in different parts. And also we use different companies to distribute for our color, for our retail items, things like that. And so the only way to know is to ask. And so I just want you to be informed as we move through this like supply chain chain question mark and I don't want you to like stress out freak out because you'll have a backup plan in place so that's it just think about this globally and how if it affects your business what are you going to do right like that's all I'm saying like have a backup plan go worst case scenario like oh my gosh I can't get color what are you going to do you're going to use another color line you're going to figure out what that is ahead of time like be proactive in your planning So keep your eyes peeled for the Profit Project Retail Edition coming your way soon. I will be posting about it all over my Instagram when pre-sale goes live. And of course, if you're on my email list, you will get that info first and foremost. If you're not on my email list yet, you are missing out. I don't spam you or send you a bunch of junk, I promise. And the link to do so is here in the show notes. If you don't know how to access the show notes, it's just if you click underneath where it has the play button, generally you can see that, or sometimes if you're on Spotify, there's three dots and that will lead you directly to the show notes. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this episode didn't stress you out or give you more anxiety. I just want to give you tools so that it's it's proactive. It's not after the fact like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known because I'm thinking about it for my business. So... Like I said, I share all my answers and I want you to have all of the information that I have just to make an informed decision when it comes to running your business, treating your business like a business. So until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon.